We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Proverbs 1 and verse 8. Thank you to our J. Webb and greetings to everyone. Today on our broadcast of Are You Listening? from the International Gospel Hour, we want to discuss children and the home. You know, the book of Proverbs has so much to say. A lot of wonderful spiritual thoughts and advice that's wrapped up in a command. They are words to ponder and words to apply. It's often been said the book of Proverbs is a book to grant thinking and application will help our lives. Many of the Proverbs were written by Solomon through inspiration of the Word of God, and Solomon and others that penned the Proverbs were also those inspired of God as affirmed from 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Verse 17 of 2 Timothy 3 says that the Scripture is there to provide an individual to be perfect or complete and established or ready to every good work. We're going to gain much profit from studying the Word of God. In Proverbs 23 and verse 25, the Bible says, Let your father and your mother be glad, and let her who bore you rejoice. There is gladness and rejoicing based upon the behavior of children. When you think about it, when children respond to authority, and children are obedient to their parents, as the Bible affirms in the Old Testament from Exodus 20 and verse 12, as well as the New Testament in Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3, that when children are obedient to their parents, it truly helps home life. From the very outset, let's think of three specific texts from the book of Proverbs, and let's bring forth some application. Number one, from Proverbs 5 and verse 7, Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Now let's apply here. First of all, for children to hear and to depart not from the words of God. Now, let's go to Proverbs 7 and verse 24 that says, Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Now, look how this goes a little stronger. In Proverbs 5 and verse 7, Hear and depart not. The base is laid. But in Proverbs 7.24, Hearken unto me now, therefore, or in other words, continue to listen, continue not to depart, but now that you have a place wherein you stand, you're not departing, now attend to the words of my mouth. Put into action what you hear, and make it where it is good and profitable for those that will see you. Then we go to Proverbs 8 and verse 32. Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, and, or, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Now let's consider this. Now therefore hearken. You see, the emphasis is still there. Keep listening, keep abiding therein, and blessed are they that keep my ways. Dear friends, nobody has ever said, you know, I really messed up my life when I followed God. 
Nobody has ever said that and have been serious within it. It may have been what we would call a Job moment where a person is struggling or a person begins to question, but that's done out of weakness and search with the assurance that God will provide. So when you take these three verses, again, Proverbs 5.7, Proverbs 7.24, Proverbs 8.32, and you put them together, you have the summary of, Depart not, attend to, and hearken a little more, and there are blessings that await. Again, depart not, stand firm, listen to the advice and the guidance of the parents that is biblically based. Attend to it. Put it into action, grow and mature, and hearken a little more. Keep tuned in and keep walking therein, and there are blessings that await. There are many sermons and lessons that have applied the theme, the home as God would have it. And today, dear friends, let's discuss what children owe their parents. Before we engage into our study, let's pause for a word from our J. Webb. The International Gospel Hour has been heard over the airwaves since 1934. During all this time, we've been blessed to be on the air through gracious giving of congregations of Churches of Christ, faithful Christians, and devoted friends. That's why you will never hear us asking for money or for any type of donation from you, our listeners. Our offers of material and study aids are absolutely free. We plea for all to carry forth the words of Jesus to search the Scriptures, John 5.39, and we do so with the aim of the words of Peter in 2 Peter 3.18 to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you so, so much for listening. Let's continue our broadcast. And now, here's Jeff. Children owe their parents obedience. We will once again go to the book of Proverbs, and we'll look and consider Proverbs 1 and verse 8. Again, my son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. How clear can that be? Began, or beginning rather, earlier in the book. To continue in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. My son, if you receive my words, and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom, and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment, and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver, and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. Now listen to these words. We see the word wisdom in verse 2. Incline your ear, lean toward that wisdom. Treasure the commands and lean toward that wisdom. Now when you hear it, apply your heart to understanding. Lift up your voice for understanding. Ask, make sure we know. And I love the thought of verse 4, to seek her as silver, to seek this wisdom and knowledge and realize how precious it is. It's like a search for hidden treasures. Once you grasp it and you grow therein, how beautiful it is. And the conclusion, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You're applying your heart that way. You're lifting up your voice. You will understand. You will find his knowledge. What a beautiful thought. You know, Proverbs 2, 1 through 5 could be a broadcast within itself. To simply incline our ear to wisdom, 
turn to the good things that we can learn, to understand, to lift up our voice and to ask for the pursuit of the knowledge of God that we may apply it in our lives. What a great goal for children. Proverbs 7 and verse 1 says, My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Do we see the continued growth, the continued maturity? Proverbs 3.21 My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Now, you see how it continues to build. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. The ear of which you inclined toward wisdom, now as you understand and have the knowledge of God, you keep that sound wisdom and it allows you to make the better choices. We can apply here quite simple the teaching of Ephesians 6 and verse 4 to for parents or to fathers not to provoke their children unto wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. But in that obedience to the parent and what the parent provides, we understand that we are to obey our parents, to love them. Back up to Ephesians 6 and verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Love your parents. Number two, listen to your parents. You know, we go back to the book of Deuteronomy 11 and verse 19, to where the command there was, you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. We also see that reflected in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And the parents were instructed that you need to live the faithful life first, the obedient life unto God, before you instruct your children. That only makes sense, dear friends. I remember growing up, there were times that I was told to do something. And I was reminded, if I brought up, well, you don't. And I was told, don't do as I do, do as I say. Well, dear friends, I'm certainly not going to question the wisdom of my parents, except to this extent. As I have grown and matured, the best way is to live it faithfully first, and it's easier to convey the message and to root the teaching within our children. Not only do we love our parents and listen to our parents, but we in turn honor our parents. We see that from Exodus 20 and verse 12, and not only to listen to our parents, but to honor them. We consider such texts as Matthew 15 and verse 4, Mark 10 and verse 19, and as we noted moments ago, Ephesians 6 and verse 2, to where we are to show or to have obedience to our parents and to honor them. The idea of honor means that we honor what they say, and we not only listen, but we honor it and we look upon it as good advice. You know, I think back of things that my mother would teach me, for example, or even my, my dad. And I would think about things, and looking back, I realized that I honored them, and I remember many things of which they instructed me. Little things. For example, when I go to cross a street, or go to cross a busy intersection, or road, or whatever, I am constantly reminded of my mother when she would constantly stay on me to don't go near the highway. We lived on a major highway when I was growing up out in the country, and I remembered she would stay on to me constantly. But I find myself watching carefully before I cross the street. 
And so those are little things that I do recall. I also recall my mother never backed off when she made a decision with me. If there was a matter of discipline, she never backed off that discipline. She saw it through every time. That taught me early in life the importance of authority. And then as we grow older, dear friends, children owe their parents obedience. But as we grow older and our parents grow older, it does seem like that the roles reverse. We're there to help our parents in their aged years. And 1 Timothy 5 and verse 4 teaches, But if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home and to requite their parents, for that is good and acceptable before God. The word requite there means to return a favor. So as we find the one that is a widow, or in older years, if you will, and the widow has children or nephews, we learn first to show piety or that respect at home and to requite our parents, to return a favor. And so when our parents age and they are in need, and sometimes, folks, we as children stay on them a little bit more than maybe we should, and we do it out of love, and how many of us have had discussions with our parents to where it does seem like the roles are reversed? We become the parent, and the parent becomes childlike. Dear friends, we have to answer these carefully. We have to look upon them and use, again, the wisdom and the understanding and the knowledge of God of which we learned while we were growing up. We now are applying that and how we are to address that. I jokingly tell my mother... My dad passed away many years ago, but I jokingly tell my mother, sometimes I think she won't listen to my sister or will not listen to me because she's getting us back for not listening to her. And we have that little, you know, going back and forth and have a little fun with it. But dear friends, we are to look and to honor our parents and to return that favor and to address the things that we need to do. So children owe their parents obedience, but as long as our parents live, We also have to show that piety or that respect and to requite them in the later years as well. Number two, children not only owe their parents obedience, but they owe their parents acceptance. Now, I want to build off obedience as we grow in our wisdom and understanding and knowledge. I want to build off obedience by learning to accept discipline when the time comes. Our children today need to develop the attitude of humbly appreciating correction. Now, I will tell you from the outset, it is not easy. But when it is done, it is done. Here is some advice that I love to give to teens. When you mess up, fess up, then taken up, rise up, and raise up. It's kind of a unique summary. When you mess up, you make your mistakes, and you cross your parents the wrong way, you're disobedient. Then fess up or confess that you were wrong. And then taken up is the correction that is to be done. And then we rise up and then we raise up. When we take our correction, we then rise up and grow and learn from it. And then we raise up better opportunities and what we shall do. Let's see if we can summarize it in a unique way. I remembered when I was a boy, a cousin of mine, and, well, a cousin of mine and I, we were roughhousing or wrestling in the living room, and I hit one of Mama's 
African violet plants. We tried to, um, well, we tried to cover up the problem. Didn't think mom would notice, but we learned better. And so when I messed up and she brought it to my attention, then I fessed up. I did tell her what we were doing. And then she took up or taken up was the correction, which I was grounded. Couldn't go anywhere for the rest of the summer unless I was with her. Well, I would rise up and I would learn from that and raise up the opportunity to grow from it. I knew better than to wrestle in the house. And what happened is my cousin told me he threw away the leaves when I asked him to, but he threw them outside the front door. And so I learned jokingly, and I told my mother the next time I do that, I will throw them away somewhere else. Well, needless to say, folks, we didn't quite go that route anymore. And so that's just a simple advice to teenagers. When you mess up, fess up, discipline is taken up, you rise up and accept it, and you raise up in learning from it. Now let's go back to the wonderful book of Proverbs and listen to the thoughts therein and the commands. In Proverbs three eleven and 12, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. You see, correction is brought upon us because people love us and care for us. In Proverbs 13, 1, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. In Proverbs 15, 11, Hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more then the hearts of the children of men? In Proverbs 22, 15, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. In Proverbs twenty-three, thirteen and 14, Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod, and shall deliver his soul from hell. I realize, dear friends, that when we talk of passages such as the last couple of passages, people talk about child abuse. Should we spank our children and things of that nature? But as we look upon the Bible, it speaks of that rod of correction. It speaks of beating with the rod and delivering his soul from hell. Therefore, what is the motivation? The motivation should never be to abuse a child. We will affirm that wholeheartedly. But are we not abusing a child when we fail to correct that child in the behavior of that child? That as we allow foolishness to grow... Would that not be something we would reap in years to come that would bring forth a regret? We are not to withhold correction. Correction will change as the years go by. For example, whereas a swat on the behind, or I will admit, a switch, if the punishment called for it, if that was applied to me, as I got older, it wasn't the spankings that hurt, it was that nasty word called grounding. Nevertheless, correction is there to deliver our soul and to drive foolishness far away. We want to consider, as we conclude this thought, the application in Hebrews 12, rather, Hebrews 12, 5-11, to where God speaks unto the Bible, or God through the Bible speaks unto us about discipline and brings forth passages from Proverbs 3, inspired of the Spirit. Hebrews 12, verse 5, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. 
For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. You see, children owe their parents' acceptance to accept the correction in their lives, to make them better. And, dear friends, when you think about it, we are all subject to discipline, in one way or another. That is instruction to improve us and to help us to grow. You know, the Bible is a book of correction and instruction, too. Second Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Let's think about the Word of God today as I want to pause and consider about disciplining our lives and instruction to improve us as we study the Bible. We have a free Bible study we'd like to offer to you, a very unique study that our J-Webb will tell us about. As one studies the Bible, questions may arise. Please know the International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a study titled Answering Questions to Christianity. It is comprised of one booklet with a number of questions and biblical answers. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Question Booklet. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988, and please leave your name, address, and just say, Question Booklet. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type, Question Booklet. We'll send it right away. We trust this study will help with answers to questions you may have. Let's go back to Jeff. We hope our study today of what children owe their parents has been profitable for you. As children owe their parents obedience and acceptance, let's consider the next point, children owe their parents distance. Now, dear friends, I am referring to distance from the wrongdoing and the wrong crowd. You know, some time ago I recall a couple of young neighbors that um, let's just say they were taking some liberties where they should not. And I was talking with their dad later after some matters had been addressed within the neighborhood and apologies came forth. And he was telling me that he wanted to move his boys away from this area because of an influence upon them of fellow friends. I understood his point because I myself thought the boys were being influenced by the wrong crowd. And so when I talk about owing parents distance, that means that you take the obedience and the wisdom, you accept your discipline, and as we grow in that, we distance ourselves from wrongdoing. Proverbs 1.10, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Don't do it. Proverbs 1.15, My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. Don't even begin. Proverbs 23, beginning with verse 19, Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. Be not among wine-bibbers, among riotous eaters of flesh, for the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, 
and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. The constant or concluding summary, stay away from the wrong crowd. You owe your parents distance not to be with the wrong people. 1 Corinthians 15.33 instructs us that to be not deceived, evil communication will corrupt good manners. And to come out and to be separate from the world and its teaching, we find in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14, and 1 John 2, and verse 15. As we bring our study to a close today, let's look upon some application. Children owe their parents faithfulness. Now, with such a support and guide as we've noted from the Word of God, here would be our thoughts to children. Be a servant of God right now in obedience to the gospel. Accepting the truth, which is John 8 and verse 32, and to believe in Christ, John 8 and verse 24. Repent of our sins, as Jesus taught in Luke 13, 3, and to confess Him as the Son of God, as the eunuch did in Acts 8, 37. And in Mark 16 and verse 16, based upon our faith, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Begin a faithful walk that we see reflected in the life of Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 and verse 12, to be an example of the believers. Young people, involve yourself with many good works, especially a leading role within the church. Be a servant of God right now. Second, slow down. Matthew 6 and verse 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Set your priorities in God and in Christ and pursue them gradually and faithfully. So many young people get themselves involved in every sport, every outside activity, and usually it is the spiritual side that suffers. But eventually, your physical side will suffer too. Slow down. You can't do it all. Be prayerful and specific in your prayer life with your plans and dreams. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Young men, among the things you pray for, specifically pray for a Christian woman in years to come. Young ladies, you do the same and pray for that Christian man. And when you think about it, obedience, acceptance, and distance should be the guide of all children, but especially everybody who desires to be a child of God. Thanks for joining me today here on the International Gospel Hour. We'll continue our studies together at another time. May God bless you. Thank you for being with me. And dear friends, I'm Jeff Archie. Keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to or to other lessons in this series by going to the media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,